Good morning, everyone. Uh, really wonderful to be here today. Um, just uh, so much to thank the Lord for, and uh, want to welcome everyone who's joining us online later on as we uh, show this at four o'clock and afterwards. Um, just to make sure, just a little housekeeping. Has everyone got one of these or maybe two of these sheets and a pen? Uh, this will be important later on, so uh, please uh, have these ready. If you don't, please raise your hand and uh, we will make sure that you get uh, a pen. Okay, we need one over here, please, uh, if someone could. So, okay, so we have lots of hands, I'm not sure. Oh, thank you, Ruby. If you wouldn't mind, that would be awesome. Really appreciate that. So we have one over here. Yeah, so just w once you see Ruby come back in with the sheets and the pen, Raise your hand again, and uh, we will make sure that, uh, that you get these uh, sheets. And uh, also, just to mention as well, that because of the, of the flood, we have the nursery right next door. So you, will hear, so, so you will hear signs of life next door, and that is a good thing and an exciting thing and an encouraging thing. And thank you to Casey and for her team for, um, for being able you know, to pivot so well. I hate saying pivot because it makes me think of COVID. You know, I, I have chills when I say the word pivot, but that's exactly what's happened over the past week. And so I'm uh, really grateful. Um, locked doors are no barrier to the sound from the nursery, but locked doors are also no barrier to the uh, resurrected Jesus Christ. In John chapter 20, the disciples have locked themselves in because they're afraid Jesus appears. Um, because as I explained last week, Jesus is the pioneer of this new resurrection humanity. Uh, he's the first uh, so that he can walk through walls. He also has scars. He can do miracles and he can, and he also makes and eats food. And uh, like I said last week, N.T. Wright said this, of course, we know him. Of course, we don't know him. He's the same. He's different. He's alive with a new sort of life, the like of which we'd never seen before. This is a kind of way to experience what this new humanity embodied in Jesus Christ looked like. And then Jesus uh, shows them his hands and his side to prove to them it's him. This makes all of the disciples, as you could understand, very happy, um, except for Thomas, because Thomas isn't there. He's suffering from from a, um, well, he turns out that he's suffering from a bad case of fear of missing out, of FOMO. Uh, in fact, it's even worse than FOMO, it's actual missing out, um, because his friends that he's been walking around with for the past three years tell him that they've seen Jesus, and Thomas says, because he wasn't there at this moment, he says to them, if I don't see the mark of the nails in his hands, put my finger into the mark of the nails, put my hand into his side, which is pretty gruesome, I will never believe. You, you know the story if you've, got, if you've gone to church at all during your life. Uh, one week later, Jesus appears to this man called Thomas, and uh, John chapter 28 uh, says this, says that Thomas responded after Jesus shows up, he shows him his, his wounds and uh, Thomas responded to him, my Lord and my God, Jesus said, because you have known me, you believed, blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Now this morning we're not talking about Thomas, except to say that in the room where Thomas first saw Jesus was another guy called Simon Peter, and he, and he would have heard Thomas exclaim these words, my Lord and my God. And uh, 
So Simon Peter heard that. He, and he heard Jesus say to Thomas, blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Now let's fast forward perhaps 30 years or so to a letter that Peter writes. We call it First Peter. And Peter writes these words. He says, though you have not seen him, you love him. Though not seeing him now, you believe in him. So Jesus says to Thomas, blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. And then Peter later on writes, though you have not seen him, you love him. Though not seeing him now, you believe in him. First Peter chapter three, uh, first Peter chapter one, verses three through nine is one of these parts of the Bible that has the, has the potential, the real danger. It should have a warning label on it because it has a real danger of setting off fireworks in your soul, in your heart. It's so incredible. It's so full and flowing and passionate. It's on point. It's full of, of, you know, the Holy Spirit. And it starts with these words. It says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Super dense. There's a lot going on there. We are given birth. It's new birth. It's a living hope. It's a hope that is alive. This is what we see in just this verse. So God gives us birth into a living hope. But he also gives us an inheritance. Because of his great mercy, he has given us new birth into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. Now, I cannot think of any other inheritance on earth that is these three things, that is unperishable, that is undefiled, and that is unfading. But we have these things in Jesus Christ. If you love Jesus, this is yours. We have this living hope for now. And we have this certain unfading inheritance for later. Why? Because of Jesus Christ's resurrection from the dead. What else? You are being guarded by God's power through faith for a salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. This is telling us, friends, that God's power is actively guarding you. If you're in Christ, God's power is actively guarding you. He is actively surrounding you. He is actively thinking of you and, you know, protecting you. He's watching over you. He's standing guard. God's power is protecting you, is guarding you. In a sense, we don't need to pray for a hedge of protection, which is, I mean, it's a, you know, it's a prayer that many people pray. Lots of us don't really know what does a hedge of protection even look like. In some ways, we don't need to pray for a hedge of protection because we're promised that we already have God himself who's standing guard. So we have this birth into a living hope. We have this birth into an unfading inheritance. We have God's power that's standing guard, uh, ready to um, until that moment at the end of time when our salvation will be revealed in its fullness. Again, we don't know what that looks like yet, but it's going to be amazing. It's going to blow all of our minds. And this means that in all of this, all of these three things, we rejoice. You rejoice in this, even though now for a short time, if necessary, you suffer grief in various trials, so that the proven character of your faith more valuable than gold, which though perishable is refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. 
Again, super dense, a lot going on there, lots of movements in that sentence. It's something that's worth memorizing. It's something that's worth maybe taking time over and uh, you know, chewing it over. But what we see here is that even in the suffering, we rejoice because of the living hope, because of the inheritance, and because of the guarding of God, we rejoice. And we can have such a confidence that even though we are suffering real grief, and many of us are, and I know many of you who are, and there are many of you, or many more of you that I don't know are, but you are, right? In other words, it's a reality for every single one of us that we are suffering grief. But even though we are suffering grief, even this grief is not wasted. Because we know that even though it's not God who causes the grief, he takes it, that grief, and he repurposes it to refine the character of your faith. And friends, we live in a world of grief. We live in a fallen world. We live in a broken world. We live in a world where sin and the effects of the fall are ravaging so many homes, so many societies. No one is left unmarked. You cannot escape it. And yet Peter tells us that even this 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 momentary grief, this temporary grief, when it's experienced in the light of our living hope, of our inheritance, and of God guarding us, that it can turn our faith from being a flimsy, rootless, weak thing into something that has proven character. And this character that, that results from this is more precious than gold. So think of your financial reserves, think of your nest egg, think of your investment, think of those things that so often take up your mind. All of that, whether it's a lot or whether it's little, all of that is nothing compared to the value of the character that is being created. So you can show me someone who has suffered, and more likely than not, this is someone who has depths of character that those who haven't suffered can only dream of. God is at work even in your grief. So we have a living hope. We have an eternal inheritance. We have God's power, which is guarding us. We have the character of our faith, which is proven in the school of grief. And we have the sure hope of Christ's return when our full salvation will be revealed. And finally, we have these incredible words uh, in verse 8 and 9. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though not seeing him now... You believe in him and you rejoice. In light of all that we've read, you rejoice with inexpressible and glorious joy. Why? Because you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Simon Peter saw Thomas exclaim, my Lord and my God, because Thomas saw Jesus. But we have something even better. We have love that is accessed through faith. We have uh, that even though we have not seen, we love him. Even though we do not see, we believe in him. And this love and the belief that comes through faith results in inexpressible and glorious joy. Joy that you cannot express. Joy that there is no words to it. Joy that is glorious. Has the world got anything that comes close to this joy that is ours through Jesus Christ that is inexpressible and glorious? And the answer, of course, is no. So with this living hope and with this um, 
imperishable inheritance with God's power guarding us as we gain proven character through suffering grief in various trials as we love and believe in a Jesus that we have not seen and we cannot see as we believe in him it gives rise to a joy that is inexpressible we are receiving the goal of our faith the salvation of our souls amen amen but that's not what I want to focus on this morning not at all That was just to whet your appetite. This was just to get your heart excited and your spiritual salivary glands maybe going a little bit. Because what I want this morning is for us to hear from God. And so I want to draw your attention to this handout that you should all have received. Again, if you don't have it, please raise your hand and we will get it to you. You should also have a pen. You see, this week has been rather busy. And for all of us, what would be good more than anything I believe believe is for us to hear from God. We've just drunk from a fire hydrant of truth, but now I want you to receive the cup of refreshing water that God has for you. So let me uh, create a little bit of an atmosphere with some music on in the background. And uh, this is also because we have the nursery going on next door, and that's okay. But I just want you to be present here and to know that God is present here and to know that he sees you and knows you and he loves you and he's got something that he wants to say to you this morning. And we're going to practice one way of listening to God. It's called Lectio Divina, sacred reading. This isn't the only way to hear from God, but it's one way. And it's been around since the 6th century, since Benedict of Nursia. Maybe you were here when we practiced it last year, but even if you weren't, we're going to give it another go this morning. So whether you've done this many times or this is your first time, the thought I want us to have as we go into this short time of reflection is, it's good to hear from God. It's good to hear from God. God, it's good to hear from you. So without further ado, let's start. Make sure you're sat comfortably. Maybe have your feet flat on the floor, whatever's comfortable for you. But let's start with uh, one minute of silence. This is to get our hearts ready. And during this time of silence, this, this one minute, these 60 seconds, um, don't worry about the people next to you. Just perhaps focus on, on your breathing or focus on, uh, you know, something that you can hear and smell and feel. Or maybe just say, speak, Lord. But let's take one minute now as we ready ourselves to hear from the Lord.
This morning we're going to hear the same passage three times. Stacey's going to read it to us. And uh, the passage that we're going to listen to is 1 Peter chapter, th- uh, chapter 1, verses 3 through, through 9. This passage I briefly um, opened up for us this morning. And as we're listening to Stacey this first time round, the question that we're asking God is what? What do you want to say to me? Now, you have the passage written out in front of you, but I'd encourage you maybe not to read along. Just close your eyes and listen. And as the words are being slowly spoken, listen for a word or or a phrase that might jump out to you. And just in faith, receive this as God's word to you. Just write it down. You don't need to figure out why. Just write it down, this word or phrase. Don't analyze it. Don't overthink just receive it. So make sure that you're nice and comfortable, you got your breathing nice and slow, and let's have the uh, first reading. First Peter chapter one, verses three through nine, first time through. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled and unfading, kept in heaven for you. You are being guarded by God's power through faith for a salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. You rejoice in this, even though now for a short time, if necessary, you suffer grief in various trials so that the proven character of your faith, more valuable than gold, which though perishable, is refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though not seeing him now, you believe in him, and you rejoice with inexpressible and glorious joy because you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. So if there's a word or a phrase, just write it down in that first space. The uh, next step, as you're writing this down, the next step is reflecting. And as you hear this passage read for a second time, the question that you're asking is why? Why has God, ask God, why has he brought that verse, that phrase or that word to your attention? Once again, you're listening for God's voice. You're expecting to hear from him. You're waiting to hear a sense or a prompt, a thought, 
maybe that comes into your mind. Maybe there's a circumstance that God wants to speak into or a mindset that he wants to highlight. Again, don't force it. Don't analyze it. Don't overthink it. Just wait on him and allow him to tell you why he has brought to you this word or phrase to your attention. So once again, let's uh, close our eyes if you wish. And let's hear the scripture read for us a second time as we ask the question, why do I need to hear this word? Let's hear it again. First Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 9, second time through. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. You are being guarded by God's power through faith for a salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. You rejoice in this, even though now for a short time, if necessary, you suffer grief in various trials so that the proven character of your faith more valuable than gold, which though perishable, is refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though not seeing him now, you believe in him, and you rejoice with inexpressible and glorious joy because you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. We're just asking God why, why that phrase why that word? And just write down the impressions that are coming to your mind or your heart. Just write it down. you continue writing the uh, I'll just introduce to you the the next step which is responding this is our chance in the quietness of our hearts to respond to the Holy Spirit and when the passage is being read for this third time ask the question what now 
What is the step of faith that God is calling you to based on the word that he's given you? As you hear from God, write down what you sense he's saying to you. Maybe it's an action, maybe it's a change of mindset, maybe it's a new truth or an old truth that you're uh, re-engaging with for for, for the first time. Maybe he's wanting to encourage you or to warn you or to strengthen you. Maybe he's wanting to lead you to the freedom of repentance. Or perhaps he wants you to remember a truth that maybe you've forgotten. Or maybe it's something else entirely. Again, this is between you and God. Simply ask him, Father, show me what I should do with this word or phrase that you have given me. Let's uh, make sure we're comfortable again. Our eyes are closed if we want. And let's hear the passage read for a third time. First Peter chapter 1 verses 3 through 9 third time through Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ because of his great mercy he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable undefiled and unfading, kept in heaven for you. You are being guarded by God's power through faith for a salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. You rejoice in this, even though now for a short time, if necessary, you suffer grief in various trials so that the proven character of your faith, more valuable than gold, which though perishable, is refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though not seeing him now, you believe in him and you rejoice with inexpressible and glorious joy because you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Just write down what you feel the Lord is calling you, you to do or to think. An act of faith that he's calling you to based and what he said. Again, just write down the impression or the sense that you've received. As you continue writing, we're going to hear the passage read for a fourth and a final time. Uh, We've read the passage of Scripture. We've reflected on the passage of Scripture. We've responded. And during this final reading, allow yourself to just rest in the presence of God. Simply enjoy the quiet and the stillness. And I will read this passage. 
for our last time, just rest. Rest in him. You know, if you want to hold your hands open in a position of gratitude and surrender, then feel free. But let's just hear it read one more time. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. You are being guarded by God's power through faith for a salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. You rejoice in this, even though now for a short time, if necessary, you suffer grief in various trials, so that the proven character of your faith, more valuable than gold which, though perishable, is refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though not seeing him now, you believe in him, and you rejoice with inexpressible and glorious joy, because you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Let's pray. Thank you, God. Thank you for speaking to us. Thank you for your word, which is like water that refreshes the soul. Amen. And friends, I want to say thank you to you as well for allowing God's heart to speak to you. And maybe you're there thinking, well, I didn't really hear anything or I'm not sure if what I heard was right. That's okay as well because you can go home with the extra sheet that you have and you can practice this uh, for as long, you know, as long as you want. Because what Lectio Divina is, it takes us beyond reading for information to listening for transformation. Remember that Jesus said to Thomas, Because you have seen me, you have believed. But blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. And then through Peter, Jesus says to us, Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though not seeing him now, you believe in him. And you rejoice with inexpressible and glorious joy. Because you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls.